What's going on, good people? It's your girl, Coach Lean, aka the flyest coach on the planet. And I'm back. I'm back. Because I got to finish my story. I can't leave y'all hanging like that. So, without further ado, let's get into this. This last episode for this series and for this segment of Sweat Talk is called Acceptance. There's a very specific reason why I chose this title. Of course, there's a reasoning behind everything I do, right? Y'all know that about me by now. But acceptance. I've had to learn a lot of that. Acceptance is one of those things that I had to work at. I had to learn a lot about what that actually means. Whether I wanted to or not. That's the thing. As I'm approaching a new chapter for myself, you know, of course, I get reflective. I think about where I was a year from now and how grateful I am to be at this point and even more grateful for what's to come in the future. That is, that's what it's about. My birthday is at midnight and it's a rebirth. It's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. Y'all remember that one? Ah, I'm testing y'all to see if y'all really been listening to me or not. Anyways, yes, acceptance. And if we're sticking with the theme, which is inside the athlete and understanding the athletic mindset, I owe y'all the rest of my story because you'll really see what I mean when it comes to acceptance. So let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Senior year. Senior year was one of those life-changing years. Of course, it represents completion. It represents coming to an end of your academic and, in my case, athletic and academic career. There were things that went on. There were things that happened, you know, as y'all know, throughout this whole story, right? There's been a back and forth between the good and the bad that's happened. And my junior year, we had a lot of good going on. My senior year, it was more so, at the time, I thought, bad but now of course that I'm in a period of reflection I can think clearly and embrace and accept that whole year for what it was for me and what I meant to learn from it if that makes sense what I mean by that is of course you all know of all of the back and forth that I've had with my coach and the shenanigans that happened in the previous years, again, it kind of trickled in into my senior year as well. So we get to my senior year, and before the season even starts, coming off of my junior year, we were on a high. We had just made school history. We were, we were awarded our championship rings. So if y'all see me out in public and I'm flashing a big rock on my hand, that's why. Because I'm proud of it. And the 13, 14 other girls that I played with, I know they're proud of that too. So why not show that off? That's hard work. Seriously. That's my life dedicated into that ring. That's why I wear it proudly. Because I worked hard for that. If I'm, if I'm giving y'all all this energy and I'm putting, you know, I'm sacrificing my 
sanity and stability for this? Oh, yeah, I'm leaving out with some hardware. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Right? So we coming off of a high. We got our rings. We made school history. We plan on doing the same thing. But, of course, every season is different. Every season changes. There's new people that you work with, new interactions that you have. And that all shapes what that season is meant to be. The goal is, of course, to replicate or do more than what we did the previous year. The shenanigans start early <laughs> with me, right? Before, before the season even starts. And it actually started in the off season. Before the, the year even starts, we're literally just getting into the summer. And for those of you who are unaware of how the off season works for college athletics, you still have workouts. You still have things you do as a team and as individuals, you know, to be responsible athletes. The expectation is that you still work in the off season. It may not be as intense. It may not be how it it may not be how it is during the regular season or preseason, but every season you work in. Every season. In the middle of summer, we were still working out. We still, I still had to be at the school. I still had to go to open gyms. I still had to play in summer leagues. Like there was, there was still stuff that I was doing to enhance my game and make sure that I was on point, finish out my senior year strong. So we're in the middle of the summer and I randomly, I was on vacation and I randomly get a text message while I'm on vacation from my coach. And she asked me if I can pay for my uniform. Now again, we're talking about college, NCAA basketball. When you play for an organization, when you play for a school, your gear and whatever you wear and the stuff that you sport to represent your school, that's given to you. That's a part of what being a student athlete is. You get gear. That's one of the reasons why I started Sweat is because I like gear. So, of course, why not, you know, I, I was wearing my team gear faithfully all the time. But when it comes down to the uniforms, like the shoes, we got team shoes. The shoes is something that you keep. You don't give those back. At our school, we had to give back our gear. Like, it was kind of like we were borrowing it for the season, right? But we never had to pay for it. And we could keep some of the stuff. That was, you know, that was kind of a cool thing about it. But when it came down to the uniforms, the uniforms are supplied by the school. The, the athletic department, they pay for that. There was no other student athlete. You, you can ask anybody that has played a collegiate sport. There's not one person that will tell you that they had to pay for their uniform. She asked me on vacation if... I could pay for my uniform because they wanted the school uniforms and the numbers to match up with alternative jerseys that we wore for only part of the season. So basically what's happening is I'm getting asked by my coach to pay for a uniform that's supposed to be supplied by the school. I have to come out of pocket for that for my senior season in order to keep my jersey number. My jersey number was number one. For the alternative jerseys that we had, they were pink. We wore them for breast cancer month. And part of the season, we wore them for like only two to three games. 
and they didn't include my number in that set of alternative jerseys. So I had to wear a different number every time we wore those jerseys. But when we go back to the regular ones, the home jerseys and the away jerseys, I have my number and I'm cool. So her reasoning behind me paying for my jersey was so that I can keep my number and it can match up with the rest of the uniforms. That's crazy, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Like, it's still, that still baffles me to this day. It just doesn't make sense. Why am I paying? Like, why am I, why am I paying for a uniform that you all own? And the thing was, well, the cool thing was, I was able to keep my jerseys. That was the deal. If I paid for my jersey, then I would get to keep them at the end of the season. And if you see me around wearing my jersey or my, you know, my Wayne State uniform that I had at the time, that's why. Because I bought my uniform. The jerseys aren't something that's given to you at the end of the season. I bought my uniform upon request from my coach in order for me to keep my jersey number and continue on with my season. I told her, I'm like, it was either, it was kind of like an ultimatum. Either I change my number and don't pay for the uniform or I keep my number and pay for it. And what did I do? I paid for it. I wanted my number to stay consistent and finish my career and my season out with the number I came in there with. Because I don't know if you like, for, for my sports people, y'all understand. Y'all understand this whole numbers thing. It gets real. It gets real. So, like, if you have an attachment to a number, and then you know what I'm talking about. Like, who wants, nobody wants to change their number at the end of something. Like, nobody, nobody wants to do that. So, of course, I'm not about to change my number. I'll just pay for my uniform, and I'll kindly keep it at the end of the season. But, again, this is happening before the season even starts. Before we even start doing preseason stuff. So, like, all of this is just, you know, it's just really bizarre. Throughout the rest of the season, there was a lot of, like, petty stuff that was going on. Again, we had new people coming onto the team. There was, um, you know, just a mixture of personalities and just different, just different people I'm working with. There was a lot more stuff that was going on within the team that I could see. Clear as day. But I never spoke on it. Never spoke on it. Basically, at that point, it was like, I just want to finish my career out. I want to end this thing on a good note. And I want to get out of here with a good reputation and just people enjoying my performance and people enjoying what I bring to the table as an athlete, as a basketball player. That's all I wanted. We're going throughout the season, and basically the the same thing was happening. All the success that we had my junior season, it was trickling into my senior season. Also, I was a captain this year. So that meant something to me, too, because, all right, now I get to be in a leadership position again and do what needs to be done to replicate or enhance what we did the, uh, the previous season. This time, while I'm a captain, I have a different perspective. Because remember, if for, you know, for those who've been paying attention and listening to my story, I was also a captain on the team my sophomore year when we switched coaches. I wasn't a captain my junior year, and then I became a captain again my senior year. I felt good. I felt good about it. What happened was those things that were going on behind the scenes, it was affecting what was going on on the court. It came down to a point where I was just like, I was just over it. I was really over it. 
just continue to play the sport I love, finish my season out, and receive my degree. Because that's what I came there to do. I came there for an assignment. I came there for a job. And that's what I did. There was a situation that happened. I'm not going to go into grave detail about it. Because, again, this is only a small portion of something bigger that I have planned for this. All right? So I'm just giving you an insight of my story so you can kind of understand some background before this turns into something bigger. There was a situation that happened with some of my teammates where on the verge of losing their eligibility to play. And the coach was at fault for it. And I knew about it. Granted, we already have issues. There wasn't anything that I was going to say, you know, more to her to put myself in jeopardy. So I stayed quiet. But I knew what was going on. Because the coach was at fault, there was another situation that happened right after that. This is just all, and, and to be clear, to be clear, this, this is all speculation. I want you to, I want y'all to, to understand that Everything that I'm saying right now is based off of speculation. Let's be clear. Okay, we got that? We on the same page? Cool. The situation that happened with my teammates where their eligibility was at stake, no, it was nothing minor. Let me put it that way. It was nothing minor. It was actually a, a big deal. And there was a situation that came up literally right after that that included me not directly but indirectly and it was one of those situations again like I told you all in the last episode where it was guilty by association so let's dig deeper into this there was a time during practice where my coach pulled me and one of my teammates aside and was wondering if we can stay after film to to just chop it up. I'm like, okay. So my teammate and I, we're sitting next to each other. And we're in my coach's office. And she shows me a picture of one of my former teammates who I happen to live with. It was a picture of her and bottles at the top of the picture. Now, there were, it was black and white. If you were, if you all were to see this picture, you wouldn't be able to, like, identify what everything was. But basically, what she was saying is that this is your house, and these are liquor bottles all up on top of the cabinet. And this is your roommate. Mind you, this picture that my coach showed us, or was showing us we weren't in the picture I wasn't anywhere near her I wasn't in the, like neither one of us were involved in the picture but there was a thought that popped in her head or somebody showed her the picture I still don't know to this day here's the thing if we talking about acceptance that was my house that my former teammate was standing in and those were liquor bottles at the top of my of my cabinet. However, I challenged it. I challenged her when she was trying to tell me that this is your roommate or this is your teammate and this is 
this is your house. I just thought that was so bizarre to me because, one, you never stepped foot in my house. I told her that. I'm like, how do you know that that is my house if you've never seen my house, you've never been inside it? So how do you know that that's my house? And I said it to her just like that. She didn't have an answer for me. She just didn't like the way it looked. She kicked my teammate, or my former teammate, off the staff. She suspended my teammate and I for being guilty by association, basically. Now, again, if we talking about acceptance, yeah, that was my house. Yeah, those were liquor bottles at the, at the top of my cabinet. But again, it's the principle. They're trying to turn nothing into something without actual facts or anything behind it. I don't know how y'all operate, but <laughs> I was raised to stand up for myself. And I was raised to be firm in my beliefs. So I don't take too kindly to people that try to tell me something about me or about myself without them have any without them having any facts to back that up. So when my coach was showing me this picture, she didn't have any facts. That's why she couldn't answer me. Because when I asked her, I'm like, how do you know that that's my house? How do you know that that's my kitchen? How do you know that those are liquor bottles at the top? You can't even see anything. It's a black and white picture that somebody got off of Facebook and printed it out and gave it to her. This is just my story. This is my truth. And I'm telling y'all this. This situation that I'm telling y'all about is something that happened right after the situation I told you that my coach got in trouble for. There was stuff on the line. Again, I knew some of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. I knew, I knew, I'm very observant. I'm not, I'm not no dummy. Okay. I, I know, I, I be knowing what's going on. But that wasn't my point. I wasn't trying to do anything but just finish my freaking career out. I wanted to finish. I wanted to finish. I wanted to finish. That's it. I was sick of the mind games. I was sick of the, the speculations. I was sick of all of that. The drama, the adversity, just... It was just because it was so much. It was so much. And it was weighing on me heavy. It's like I have to I have to balance out the drama that I'm receiving from being a student athlete on top of other relationships and other things that were going on while I was a student athlete. Nobody wants to like nobody wants to deal with this type of stuff. Okay? So that picture that was printed caused my teammate and I to be suspended from the team. This was right before we had uh, two away games. The season was almost over. So when this happens, I'm just like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, really? We doing this right now? Okay. This is what she says. She says, you two are suspended. It was definitely an ultimatum type of situation. So if you all plan on coming on this road trip to play these games, you better show up tomorrow to practice and be ready to play. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. So what I did that night, just like everybody else, I packed my stuff up and I was getting ready for our road trip. We had to go uh, to the UP. We had to go up north, which is like a, for those who don't know, where we had to play Michigan Tech in northern Michigan. That's in Marquette. And Houghton, Houghton, 
<laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it still, Michigan. That's a 14 to 16 hour drive to stay in the same state. Mind you, it's snowing. It's a heavy road trip, but we do this every year. We knock both those teams out in the same trip. So that was at least like a good uh, four or five days that we were gone to prepare for these games. So this is the trip that we were going to be suspended for before we actually got suspended. So we go to practice the uh, the following day after she shows us the picture. And when I tell y'all I felt like a freshman all over again, that's exactly how I felt. Like my confidence was low. I felt like I was just starting out. Like I didn't know how to play basketball anymore all of a sudden. Like it was just, it was weird. It was a weird feeling. And part of that practice, I feel like it was set up for us to play a certain way or to kind to get in our heads. Because, again, mind games. That's all this stuff is. It's just mind games that's going on. So I went to practice. We both went to practice. We felt like freshmen all over again. I'm a senior captain on the team. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. So after practice, she tells us that we're suspended for the road trip and that we won't be playing in those games. And I had never, despite all of the back and forth that I told you guys that has gone on between my coach and I and you know, certain teammates and stuff like that. Like, that's only a small portion of what really went down. But I'm just giving you all the base layer. This is just a taste. And I'm sorry I have to do this because it's a really good story. However, again, this is going to turn into something bigger, and I know that for a fact. So, this, you know, we just, we scratch and surface. But out of all the times that there have been differences between my coach and I or whoever I was having differences with at the time, there was never one point, not even in my high school career, not ever, out of the whole entire time that I played basketball, there was not a time where I missed a game. For any reason. For any reason. I never missed a game or an opportunity to perform. You know why? Because basketball was my way of releasing. I'm a very emotional person. I think y'all can sense that by the tone of my voice. But basketball was a way for me to release anything that I was going through at that given point in time whether I was sad happy excited depressed whatever it was that was my outlet and that outlet was taken from me she suspended me for a game or actually for that road trip and I was hot I was so I was so frustrated Seriously, I was frustrated to the point where, like, my grades were suffering. And I knew that wasn't me. I knew that I was a responsible student athlete. I had one of the best GPAs on the team. I coordinated community service events with my dad, who's a minister at my church. I knew that I was doing good work and honest work at that. But the stuff that was going on behind the scenes, it affected my game. It affected the way I was performing. And because of that, it changed my it changed my whole career. My game wasn't on point. So of course, at that level, the only thing that matters is numbers, stats, what you're able to produce, what you're able to do for the program. Cause that's what I'm there for. I'm there to play basketball, right? So I have to make sure, you know, no no spot is solidified. You have to keep you always have to show and prove. Every time. Because, again, if you're in a position where 
your performance is lackluster, they're going to tell you about it. And they're going to try to fix you. They're going to try to, you know, make sure that you're on your P's and Q's. So that way they don't replace you. Because they will find a way to replace you. My game was low. My confidence was low. My mental stability was low. And I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling right about how the end of my career was going. And certain, like some of the stuff was out of my control, but some of it was in my control. There was a lot of things that I learned through this experience that has, that has altered the way I think forever. But that's not the end of the story. So I get suspended for these two games. And what do I do? I go to my support system. I go to the people that have been in my corner since day one, that understand my growth, that understand my process, the way I think, and who will love me no matter what. My parents. My parents know that I'm a very independent person. And they made sure, like I always, I had some of the best sports parents you can ever find. And what I mean by that is my parents let me make my own decisions. They never try to force me into a way of thinking. They never forced me to do anything that I didn't really want to do. Even my dad, my dad said this to me like all throughout my childhood. And he still says it to me to this day. Believe in your own uniqueness. I'll never forget that. He said it to me then. He still says it now. And that's something that resonates with me because he's right. Everybody's different. Everybody has a unique gift and ability that make you special. They made sure of that when I was younger. So I've always had like an independent way of thinking. And again, just being being firm, standing up for myself and having a voice and having an opinion. So during the situation or when everything was happening, you know, and they knew about all the other misunderstandings and the differences that I had with some of my teammates, some of my coaches, you know, they knew about all of these things. Like any parent, they care. <laughs> or, or I should say, as any parent would think, or at least I know I would, is, you know, I care about my child. And if I need to get involved, then I'll do that. I'll get involved. But there were times where I felt like I can handle certain situations on my own without outside influence. This was one of those situations where I felt I needed some backup. I needed I needed a support system cuz I was going nuts. I'd never been suspended for a game. I've never been that type of athlete. I've never been ineligible. I've I did my job. I did what I was supposed to do. I was showing up, staying after, communicating, being a leader. I was doing all of these things, right? And for this to happen to me, again, by something that was a really, like, it was an indirect type of situation, it baffled me. I was angry. I was irritated. And I called on my parents, specifically my dad. I told him what was going on, and, like, I told him I wanted some help. I told him I wanted some help. So what did he do? He emailed her. He emailed my coach. And said what he said. I'm not going to tell you all of that. But he said what he said. After he sent the email, my coach responded. And ba he basically said he wanted to set up a meeting with her. And she said, okay, we're going to have to coordinate that. Blah, 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 blah. We'll touch base when we get back from this trip. Whatever, whatever. Right? 
So they get back from the trip. And when I was suspended, again, I was a captain. I was in a leadership role. So she told me, she was like, do you want to tell your teammates that you're not going on a road trip or do you want us to do it? I said, no, let me do it because I'm going to own up to it. I'm going to hold myself accountable and say what I need to say to make sure they stay motivated for the games and just let them know that I'm not going to be there, but I'm there in spirit, ball out, play hard, stay hungry, stay humble, all those type of things, right? So I did, and, like, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. Um, so, so yeah, so my, so after that, my dad sends the email, it's communicating with the coach. And then when they come back from the trip, my teammate that was suspended with me, she got back on the team. However, I did not, I couldn't go to weights. I couldn't go to film. I couldn't go to practice. I couldn't, I couldn't go to games. Like I was basically just left in limbo about what was going on I text my coach I was in communication with her I was like you know look I know we've had our differences in the past and we've been able to sort things out just me and you and if it's okay I would like to do the same thing with this situation so I disregarded the email that my dad sent I pushed it off I told him you know what let's put this on hold let me see if I can if I can talk to her just you know kind of just smooth things out and she was kind of she was kind of like she was giving me a runaround. So basically after she suspended me for the two games, about a week went by and again I wasn't involved in anything that had to do with the team. I couldn't go to practice, I couldn't go to weights, I couldn't go to film. I couldn't you know, I couldn't do anything. I was stuck. So she calls me in for a meeting and you know, I'm letting my heart on the line at this point. I'm trying to save my trying to save my career. And I told him, like, look, you know, with all due respect, I just want to continue to be a leader and finish my season out for, for the team. I know we're doing great things right now, and I don't want to disrupt that momentum. I want to keep going. I want us to do what we did last year and, and further. And she just wasn't accepting of it. At that point, she suspended me indefinitely. You know, that was her decision at the moment, and it was kind of like one of those things where, she suspended me until further notice. So it's kind of like a solidification that you still can't do anything. You still can't show up. You still can't work. So I'm like, okay. And I left the office. I was in tears. I was sobbing. I was, I was emotional. The day after we had that meeting, she sent me a text. She asked me if, she, if I can come in around a certain time after I had one of my classes. I said, of course, sure. When she told me that, I called my dad because I wanted him to I wanted him to be with me. Again, I needed some support because a lot of this stuff was real like real heavy for me to the point where it was affecting my education. It was affecting my grades. And if it's one thing that I'm serious about, it's about education. I don't let my grades slip. Okay, I'm not no CD type of student. My grades were falling. That's how you know this was a deep situation for me. So I called on my dad. And I told him, you know, I'm going to this meeting. I want you to kind of be there with me. I want you to be on standby. And just, you know, let's see, just see what happens. And he was like, okay, of course. So we both 
uh, we go up to the gym. I meet with my coach. And before I meet with her, I told my dad to just kind of chill out and and hang out in another room. Uh, my coach comes out of one of the rooms because they were about to watch film. So she comes out of one of the rooms and she tells me, you know, hey, thanks for coming after class. Um, I know your schedule is, is crazy, but I'm glad you can make it. The coaching staff and I, you know, just aren't happy about some things. And because of that, we're not going to have you back. The assistant coach will contact you when to come in to turn in your team gear. And, you know, we're just going to we're going to part ways. When I tell y'all, that was the first time I ever felt enraged. <laughs> like, when she said that to me, my blood instantly got hot. Instantly. You're talking about somebody that has worked. You talking about somebody that has worked their entire childhood to get to that point and have everything stripped away in the blink of an eye. That right there is a feeling that I would never wish upon my worst enemy. I was so, I was so upset. I was so disappointed. I feel like I let myself down. I feel like I let my team down. I feel like I let my parents down. I was a captain my senior year. I had five games left. Five before the postseason started and I couldn't finish my career out over something that had no direct attachment to me. That's the worst feeling in the world to know that you worked so hard for something. And to just see it fall apart. It's just, it's devastating. I really can't, I can't describe that feeling. Like it's just, it's, it was a lot of pain. A lot of pain and hurt that I felt from that moment. And... The reason why I had to tell y'all this story is because this is exactly why I go so hard for my brand. This is why I go so hard for sweat because there are so many principles and values that I've learned from that situation of me playing a college sport and I translate every one of those single experiences that I had and I apply it to my brand because I'll be damned <laughs> Okay, I'll be damned if I work my entire life <laughs> for this concept to see it crumble 
under somebody else's watch or under somebody else's control. I can't go through that again. I was depressed. My emotions were heavy. I couldn't focus. The saving grace is that I was able to keep my scholarship. And if we're being realistic, that's the whole point of why I wanted to play college ball in the first place. I wanted to use my gift and my skill, my talents, to get my education paid for and to take some financial pressure off of my parents because they were doing a lot for me. I didn't want them to have to worry about the, the financial burden of paying for college tuition because that's expensive. <laughs> Nobody wants to be dealing with student loans the rest of their life. I know I didn't. So I was smart. I made sacrifices early in high school and middle school to work on my game and to make sure that my stuff was together so that way I could, I could perform well, expose myself the right way, get in front of the right people, and accomplish my goal. And I did just that. And if we're going back to the original point, which is acceptance, I'm accepting of that. I'm accepting now that it's like, what, we're in 2019, that happened in 2014. Uh, which was the year I graduated. So we talking five years later, I'm able to analyze and look at this situation for what it was and really learn from it. Because seriously, this, this type of stuff that I was going through, it shaped my way of thinking forever. And I think it just really taught me so much about, about life and about business. That's one of the main reasons why I wanted to start a business is because I didn't want to be under somebody else's watch. I like my creative freedom. I like to be able to inspire people the way I need to inspire them. I like that. When your creativity is under the control of somebody else's, your, your judgment can get very clouded. And during that time when I was in school, my judgment was very clouded. There were certain things that were in my control and certain things that were out of my control. And I'm accepting of both. I don't take any situation that I've been through for granted, and you shouldn't either. Whether you lose or you win, it's still a win because it's a learning experience. And that's what this whole thing is about. It's about holding yourself accountable. It's about accepting situations for what they are, understanding the purpose of those situations, and how you're able to move forward from these situations. Everything serves a purpose. Everybody serves a purpose. Every connection, every conflict, every experience that you have with somebody is always a learning experience. And there's a reason behind it. But because of these situations, again, I, was, I fell into a depression. I felt like my superpower was taken away from me. I felt like my identity was gone. And to this day, I still don't have a solid understanding of why I was released from the team. To this very day, I never got a chance to say my side. I never got to voice my opinion about the situation. Which is why 
I'm using this platform right now to share my voice with you all because it is a release for me. Just like sweat is. Sweat is also a form of release. And that's one of the philosophies that I implement within my brand. Everybody has a release. At one point, basketball was a release for me. But because my superpower and my identity was taken from me, I had to figure out a way to create a new identity. I had to bounce back from that ditch that I was in mentally. And what came about after that was sweat. All the concepts, all the experience, all the experiences I've, I've had, everything that I learned through basketball, I apply to my brand 100%. And that's why I feel like sharing my story with you, with you all and being more vulnerable and honest about the things that I've been through is important because I feel like it can help people and it can heal people. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm here to help some people. So I appreciate you all for listening to my story and just being supportive because by you listening to this, it's a, it's a support for me. And I appreciate that. I'm going to tell y'all something. I don't open up to a lot of people. All right? I don't trust easy. I don't I don't just tell people my business like that. That's why it took me so freaking long to, t to tell you guys this story. But again, I had to accept certain things. I had to... I had to figure things out myself because I never got an answer. And as I enter a new chapter, a new... Way of thinking has to come with that. So thank y'all again for rocking with me. Thank you for your support, whether you've bought apparel from me, whether you've listened to this podcast, whether you are a client of mine, a friend, a family member, doesn't matter. I, I thoroughly appreciate you all for every and anything that you've done for me. And it's only going to continue to get better from here. I have a lot in store for you all and just stay tuned. Stay tuned because things are going to fall in line and match up as they should. So until next time, I'll holla at y'all.